This is Shane Gibson's social media podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today, I'm going to do something in audio format that I do on a regular basis as a blog post, as a text post. And that is that I do social media tips, tweets, and insights on a regular basis on Twitter. So in 140 characters or less, I post tips on social media, on leadership, on life in general, on sales. Uh, and often I find these are the most popular posts or tweets that I put up on the internet. Now, with that said, a tweet's lifespan is usually about 15 minutes, I think, in most cases. Uh, if you're lucky, someone may post something you've put up three or four hours ago, uh, but it is something that is very in the moment. So what I do do is I create a digest. I take the social media tips I've done over that week or a couple-week period in this particular instance, and I put them together as a blog post for those people who maybe don't follow me on Twitter or have missed some of the tweets that I've posted. So today, I have 36 social media tips, uh, insights, stats uh, in 140 characters or fewer. So what I thought I would do is I'm going to roll through these tips for you in audio format quickly. And so I may not get through all 36, to be honest, uh, but I'm going to get through a number of them today. Pick out some of the gems, but let's see here. Here we go. So number one, and this is important. Number one, social media fact. The Banff Squirrel, at Banff underscore Squirrel, has more Twitter followers than most marketing experts. That's a fact. They've got several thousand Twitter followers. So might we ask, why is it that a squirrel is doing better than a lot of marketers on Twitter? Uh, Well, uh, I guess to a large degree is when you follow the Banff Squirrel social media or Twitter feed, what you'll find is that they're engaging. They're having conversations with the people in their area. They're doing a local Twitter search and really by the moment seeing who's talking about Banff. Uh, They're also personalizing the response. It's not generic like, thanks for showing up, but thanks for showing up. Great photo of you standing beside of that stuffed bear. Or, hey, thank you for showing up. Uh, By the way, did you know uh, about this particular hike? And so they're very two-way in their communications. They're very customized, and they're constantly present. And the Banff Squirrel follows back. That's right. If you follow the Banff Squirrel and you're relevant in their target market, they follow you back. So, stop being a marketer, start thinking like a squirrel. Number two, social media tip. Content is not king or queen. We talked about this last week. Connection, rapport, and trust are today's currencies. I'm happy you've spent two days writing a 300-word blog post and making it perfect. But if you don't connect with your listeners online or your readers online, uh, if you don't have rapport, if you haven't built a community, if you haven't been consistent, if your brand isn't trustworthy, then what we're going to find is our content is going to fall on deaf ears. Number three, social media tip. Build the community. Contribute to others' successes. Be authentic and people will line up to help you as well. Uh, I've got many people who say, well, we're not going to start tweeting and blogging and we're going to hold back on pushing some videos out uh, until we've Get something to sell until we launch that new product. Absolutely not. That is a bass backwards way of approaching this. Build the community first. Build the trust. Contribute to other people's success. Comment on their blogs. Support their efforts. Be authentic. Listen. Engage. And when you launch that product or service, there'll actually be an audience there that wants to help you out. Number four, social media tip. Treat likes, followers, and connections on any network like gold. Those are votes of trust and confidence. 
So what are we talking about here? Well, when someone likes you uh, or likes your page on Facebook, uh, they connect with you on LinkedIn or they follow you on Twitter, that is not permission to blast them. In fact, they've liked your page. They've probably had an opportunity to like 20 other pages and haven't. You're already in that 5% that they're willing to listen to. Honor that. Add value. Have good conversations. Get to know them. And really make sure that you curate that community in a productive way. Number five, contrast keeps conversation fresh. Vary your update and blog formats. Use multiple media to engage. So people say, well, should I blog uh, using video? Should I use text? Should I use audio? Uh, Should it be long? Should it be short? Should I use bulleted lists? Should I use paragraphs? The answer is yes. You should use them all. You should vary it. Keep it interesting for your viewers, your listeners, your readers, and you'll find you're going to have more repeat visitors and more sharing of your content. Number six, any social media activity that involves deception, trademark, or copyright infringement isn't guerrilla marketing. It's lazy marketing. Uh, This is a bit of a beef of mine, of course. I wrote guerrilla social media marketing with Jay Conrad Levinson. And as I weighed out into the unwashed mashes, <laughs> sorry, mashes, yes, it's a bit of a mash up there as well. But when I weighed into those sort of unwashed masses of people who call themselves guerrilla marketers, I've even come across people who've written books or ebooks exactly the same title as ours, another book of Jay's. And they think, hey, we're gorillas. Uh, and part of being a gorilla is, of course, utilizing other people's content. Uh, uh, utilizing that to drive traffic for link baiting and whatever else. But I'm going to tell you that's a short cut that's going to short circuit your market eventually. Uh, copyright infringement, trademark uh, infringement, deception is not guerrilla marketing. It's just simply lazy. And once your market understands where the true source is, they're going to abandon you. Number seven, social media tip. It's not old versus new media. That's right. I don't know how many conferences I go to where we have, they have these social media blogger, Twitterer, YouTuber lovins where they spend half their time sneering at those old media guys, those offline marketers guys. You know, this is really about new media and that old stuff's dead. No, not necessarily. It's about using the right media for the right market and the right activity. I'll give you an example. A number of years ago, now, granted, this was before Twitter came along, about three decades before, uh, but I believe still today this would still hold true that the most effective thing this client did is what we advised them. Uh, Now, I was a lot younger than at this point. Uh, In fact, I wasn't even working in the family business. I don't even think I was in high school yet, but I still remember this story. It was a client of my father's, and they owned a convenience store in a small town in British Columbia, Canada. And this particular customer was having challenges getting people to the door. So my father, going in with his years of marketing experience, went through and they evaluated the whole store. They saw that there was areas of the shelf that weren't stocked uh, and made the store look partly empty. They realized that, you know what, often there was only one person on the till uh, and there was no one walking the store, even communicating with people. Uh, they They even came up with this innovative approach where there was a checklist, a suggested shopping list you could pull off and mark off with little pens and keep them with the store's name on them. And the list went on and on. There were really probably 30 potential guerrilla marketing tactics. Now, all these guerrilla marketing tactics raised revenues slightly each, 5% here, 1% here, 2% here. But one particular suggestion raised the revenues and the foot traffic in that store by 100% within a week of implementing it. 
Do you know what it was? An open sign. An open sign out on the street and cleaning the front windows. That was the most innovative or effective thing they could do. Why I share this is, you know what, maybe Twitter isn't your solution. Maybe blogging isn't your solution. Uh, maybe some old-fashioned customer service. Uh, maybe some engagement strategies. And so I guess why I talk about this is that, yeah, if you have that beautiful new open sign, if you do all those things in your store and you use the social web to engage, you'll really win. So don't think old versus new. Think how of these things work together effectively. Number eight, and as I said, I won't go through all 36 tips. You can hit my blog here and check it out today if you want to see the rest of the tips, but I'm going to do 10 today. Uh, number eight, social media tip in the thank you economy. Again, that's Gary Vaynerchuk's latest book, but in the thank you economy, don't outsource or automate your thank yous. I mean, this is crazy to pay someone to monitor the social web and a number of Major organizations offer this service that you can pay them to monitor the social web. And when someone talks about your brand, they thank them. They engage them on a very trite level. And if someone says something negative, they'll send you a link so you can deal with it. But here's the challenge with that is that, you know what? They're not there to view that profile, realize they're a major influencer, or say, hey, I recognize that guy who walked through our front door or attended a conference or had a conversation with offline. A thank you isn't just enough. It's got to be customized. It's got to be relevant. And it's an engagement point. Here's the key. When someone takes the time to talk about your brand or they hit your radar, that engagement point is a point of entry to deepen a relationship. It's not just enough to say thank you. Yes, say thank you, but then move forward and find ways to deepen that relationship. And you can't do that if you're outsourcing, you're automating your thank yous. Number nine. People will read your tweets and blog posts in the context of their goals and needs see through their eyes. I mean, <laughs> I have people respond to my updates on Twitter some days or my blog posts, and I know they just had a really bad morning. <laughs> uh, they want to argue. They want to correct what they, I have had to say. They want to debate when, in fact, what I had to say is a lot around uh, what they have to say. In other words, there isn't really a difference. It's semantics. So number one, uh, before you get defensive, some, when someone questions you or wants to debate online, realize that maybe they've just missed the context. On the other side, when you write something, don't just write to be understood. Write so that you are not misunderstood. Too many people write an email do a blog post, fire off a tweet, and don't look at how with just intonation or a different context or culture, someone could misunderstand what we have to say. So write with clarity. Think about what you're posting. And number 10, social media tip is social media marketing is not a fad, but... Social media consultants now need deeper business knowledge. There was a time not too long ago if you were consulting, strategizing, helping people out, all you needed to know is how to launch a blog and how to get 1,000 Twitter followers. Didn't matter how, what the 1,000 Twitter followers were. Didn't matter to the traffic on that blog. Didn't matter if that type of strategy could ever be monetized. The fact that you could actually do it was enough to be a social media expert, guru, thought leader. Today, that's not true. Every major organization now has a blog profile or a Facebook profile or a Twitter profile or all the above, and they're moving forward. They know that stuff already. If you want to be of real value in with, internally within an organization as an internal social media resource or externally as a consultant or an agency, you need to have a deeper business knowledge of the applications of these tools. I'm going to give you a number 11 and 12 as well. 
Number 11, blogging is not dead, but recycling content and cut-and-paste mentalities are getting old. So fresh content, but unique content, is really what's going to win because news is distributed better than ever, and there's a higher volume of it. So in order to stick out, you're going to need to think in a unique fashion. And number 12 is social media strategy needs to be in line with your business culture and integrated with your business processes. So what do I mean by the fact that it needs to be in line with your business culture and integrated with your business processes? Well, I think the first sort of knee-jerk reaction to the social web is, number one, well, why don't you, with no budget and no training and no understanding of the social web, just blog and tweet on your own? And if you get an ROI, then we might invest in it. Okay, that's the first attitude I see with major corporations. And beyond that, why that's the wrong way to start is they've often started this person, even if they succeed and if they do well on their own, in spite of lack of corporate resources, which many do, they grow the social media profiles in a silo. And they're not completely integrated with the ongoing business culture, the rest of the marketing practices, the rest of the service strategy. And that's where the real miss is. The organizations that are going to win in the future using social tools and offline tools are the ones that can integrate social communications in all departments and make sure that these departments work together collaboratively and in sync. So that's my 12 social media tips for today in this podcast. Again, there are another 24 tips in my blog posts for my 36 social media tips in 140 characters or fewer. If you've got a few social media tips of your own, please drop by, post them, or tweet me at Shane Gibson. This is Shane Gibson's podcast at closingbigger.net.